Welcome to the Urban Farmette, where two clueless suburbanites buy a farm, move across the country, and learn along the way. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, Rachel. You know what today is? It's our one month anniversary. Since moving into this house. Yes, we moved yeah. in a month ago today. And in marriage. Wait, what? No, just kidding. Sorry. Continue. I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> You're punchy tonight. We just had a dance off. one hour dance party with our kids. To what soundtrack? The Greatest Showman. It's, uh, it could have been anything. It's the only way to expend the most amount of energy mm-hmm. to put them to sleep. You think that by moving to a farm and making them work daily, manual labor, outside in the sun, our children would be tired, but they are I think a lot of that's not. just work, watching us work. No, they're out there, though, is it tiring, running. Is it tiring watching us work? I don't know. I had them going to and from the house carrying gallon jugs of water. They were running around. They watered all the garden beds. They fed the animals, including the dogs and the cats. And yet. They went up and down the stairs doing laundry today. And and yet we needed a dance party. Tired. Or not tired. We're tired. (laughs) They're not tired. I was tired an hour before the dance party. Yeah. And then we had a dance party. Uh, in one of the dances, I was Zach Efron and Polly was Zendaya. And we were dancing and to rewrite the stuff. I was the rope man the trying stuff. to raise you guys up and down. <laughs> so w- if there are uh, mistakes or any type of lagging at all in this podcast, it's because of that. We are tired. Our kids are bundles of energy. Yep. This only increased their energy. Yeah, we thought it backfired greatly. But yes, we have been in this house for a month today. That is exciting. I can't believe it. It feels kind of like it's been a year and kind of like it's... No, it, it feels like we've been here a long time to me. It does. It feels like home. Yeah, already. It, well, I'm not saying that now feels like home, but I think it felt like home pretty quickly. Yeah. Maybe, well, because we wanted it to be home so ago. bad. Yeah, it's more of the idea that the dream of this home made it feel like home. And then once we got here, it felt like home because we were already ready to yeah. to live here. Yeah. So, yeah. But happy one month. Happy one month, babe. We celebrated with meatloaf, grass-fed <laughs> beef. <laughs> Look at From us. From a local farmer and some sweet corn and watermelon. It's funny because I still go to work and I tell people... You know, they, they know I've, I moved from the West Coast and everything like that. And I tell them that we live in Luckett's and they give me the look. Oh, Luckett's. Yeah, I know where Luckett's is. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and that we have a small farm. And I get the crazy eyes still, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's kind of a part of the shock value that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still it's still interesting because people look at me like I'm crazy, and it's not it, what we were talking about earlier today mm-hmm. was that even though we moved to Virginia and we moved to a countryside where there's uh, the ability to have what we have and still be close to a city and still be close to something we work at, people still give us the crazy eyes. Right, it's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, we got a lot of crazy eyes today, which we'll 
segue into this. Today we had a first. Uh, one of our firsts this week was that we received 20 guinea fowls today. 20. 20 of them in a cute little box from the USPS. I'm still, I still don't understand and think it's hilarious that Mm -hmm. these things are sent by mail. You walk into your normal post office and you stand in line and you hear, you know, people are sending out packages and letters and buying stamps and you just hear this beep, 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 beep from the back room. It's funny because they are the post office when they receive them. They're very frightened. Yes. (laughs) They don't know what to do with themselves. And and this is still Mm country-ish. It's a small town. Yeah post office well they're being sent to historic, leesburg though yeah but it's still in a historic part of and it's close to a lot of farms you'd think that you they'd be think, used to it by now right but they're not um so i get a panicked message at six forty-five this morning the post office is calling me at six forty-five, mm-hmm. saying uh hi yeah i uh, just wanted to let you know that your package has arrived and you have that and i just want to you know sure that you're coming to pick up there they were scared yeah and the whole time in the background I, I feel like the guy that called me was holding the box in his lap probably because i just heard this peeping this cheep 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 while he's talking and i'm i'm laughing because he doesn't know what to do and he wants to make sure that they get picked up get ASAP. Picked up. i guess maybe people order them and like oh yeah i'll be there at five yeah you know <laughs> it's they, yeah and they have to take care of the Time the is chicks. of the essence for the USPS. They were very eager. Well, but they're not, what, they're not Petco. No, but then we stood in line and we get up to the front and I said, hi, I'm here for the for the birds that are in the back. I can hear them right now. The like birds. you can hear them. Yeah. And the she goes, okay, I'm going to need to see your ID, please. And I said, and Kay goes, really? <laughs> like even Because when we picked up the chickens, they didn't ask for ID. They were just like, yeah, here, take them. Yeah. Whoever you get are. Get off my hands. Um, and I said, well, I can tell you the address they're addressed to like you know she's like i'm still gonna need your id <laughs> my id I sent, says california and i said k i sent k out to the car to get my my uh, wallet because i didn't need him the last time to pick up the chickens and k goes really does she think that anybody else is coming to get all these chickens right now <laughs> who, would, who would just walk into a post office but they did look at chickens. us like we were crazy like they handed it to us and we walked out and we had multiple people ask us what's what is that what's in there and then we would open it just a little bit to show them and they would look in and some people were so excited you know oh my goodness look at how cute this is amazing and the other one said what are you gonna what are you doing with those you know and we're cooking them yeah you realize though that this is dinner it's not normal i guess even in I mean, we're in farm country. There's you should have told them you were an owner of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, there are so many farms around here. So it just, it kind of reminded me that even if you're surrounded by... A farms. Farms or just people who live differently than you, or you don't... Maybe if you think about this. Associate with them or know exactly how they do what they do or what they do. It's interesting to me. It's the same as with anywhere. You don't... True. You're not forced to know... But think about this. What if we are just the ultimate urban farmers that order chickens by mail, and everyone else grows there that, or hatches their grows hatches theirs? You know, well, lots of people do, of course. No, but, I understand that, but what if? What but if how we, do you get what them if, at first? What if we're just lots like we think this. we're? I know. No, no, and no. The, no. I know plenty Mc, of is established. Is it the McMurray, McMurray hatchery? The hatchery, yeah, and lot. I know plenty of established farmers that order from McMurray. Do yes, you know where? I do. 
I think Mick McMurray is also a uh, I think it's a middleman at the same time because do you know where these guinea fowl originated from? No. San Jose. What? San Jose. You mean California? Yeah. So these are California came, guinea fowl. They came, yeah, which is why they love us. They probably <laughs> they came from like the countryside out past Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they started. No, I, I'm i sure. Well, lots of people, though, obviously, have their okay. own. I, I just, Tons I, of people do. I but I also weird, know that I had I've this spoke weird fear. with many people. No, okay. I've spoke with several people here who have lived in Luckett's their entire life or had family members that had farms and Luckett's and they either inherited them or they've lived here their whole lives and they know of McMurray Hatchery. They have oh, okay. ordered from them. It's a very reputable hatchery. Yeah, they're and very people, cool. This website's amazing. Yeah, and people order from them all the time because especially these days too, people want specific breeds. I We went in and bought purely for how the chickens look. Like we looked on we the We wanted cute chickens. We looked on the internet we and only looked at the varieties that were cute or interesting. And then once we'd ordered, then I started really kind of researching what different types of breeds yield certain color eggs and all this different stuff. And and we as do you, check their eyeballs every day. And to as see. you go forward you learn more about chickens and what kind of breeds you want and whatnot, but it's a good hatchery and lots of people order even established farmers who don't feel like they want to, you know, hatch their own eggs. Not everybody does that. So, so we're going to break the normal sequence of the podcast and we got to add the Q and a, okay. So One someone, Q&A. yeah, someone asked a question. Because this is, it leads into, into the whole topic idea of what's new, what was new this week. Yeah. And the guinea fowl were new this week. Yeah. But this question's actually pretty important. Yeah. So someone asked, um, the question, why guinea fowl? Because they had heard, um, as have we, that they're super loud. They know they don't have boundaries. They kind of wander and go everywhere. And what was the purpose of, uh, guinea fowls? what was the purpose of us getting them? And that's a good question because we've heard the same complaints. Lots of people have shared that guinea fowl are super loud, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to get them. And they're kind of pointless. Well, they're in the sense of providing you. Well, you can't No, People do buy them for meat. No, I, yeah. Yeah. But which we aren't doing, but no, so we're not doing the meat side. So we bought them for two reasons. We bought them basically as like a chicken and other animal ADT. They're super, super loud and they will, uh, alert you of predators and um, they're kind of like a, they a eat security all the bugs. system. Yeah. And they eat all the, the all bugs the and bugs. ticks. And so in Virginia, um, there's lots of ticks and we heard that an average Guinea can eat. And I don't know if this is an extremely exaggerated number. It could be. So correct me if I'm wrong listeners, but that or how one, they know this. Yeah. That they can eat up to 10,000 ticks in a week. So, Gross. That's gross, first of all, but also cool. awesome because I am now on Tick Watch 2018. I don't want 10,000 ticks around me at all. Right. So we bought them for both of those reasons. They'll be free range. And, you know, we bought the minimum number you could buy on the website was 20. Which was interesting. Yeah. So we bought that. And they're the most, and they were probably the most expensive bird on the site. Yeah. So I'm not so sure people out there who have... And these birds aren't that expensive. I mean, just for those that have never purchased chickens, chickens are 
individually are not that bucks, expensive. Two twenty-five. To yeah, average around three bucks. Yeah, that's probably a good average. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. You can go for the lower brand, not too attractive chicken, yeah. or you can go for the highbrow, uh, beautiful uh, supermodel chicken. Name a br- name. Name one of the breeds, Sean. Americano. Okay, name another breed. We talk about that one all the time. Um, the French one. Really. That I can't pronounce. But and we got you two call of them. yourself a farmer. I'm a farmer because I don't care. <laughs> you don't That's care about the chickens? No. The chickens provide me things <laughs> called eggs. That's what I care I about. am looking forward to that very much. If it doesn't much. provide me an egg, I don't care what it's called. It's out. Do you want to? I'm well, going to put them in the forest. We only have one rooster and the rooster started growing uh, his horns this week. Yeah, and he can't provide me eggs, but I love him anyways. Yeah, he's going to be your best friend. He's huge. You two are outnumbered here on the farm. He started doing the walk, it's too. All you know, the, females you know the walk? here. You know the walk that the roosters do, like the the head the head nod thing? Like that he, you can tell. Yeah. His head nod is like Well, he's very... super aggressive. Like he just runs over all of them. Yeah. He's like, get out of my way. And he like runs I'm a man. Yeah. I'm the only man. Mm-hmm. He really is the only man in that whole coop. In this whole area, except for you and him. That's it. That's a frightening thing. Yes. So that is the, our, I think, our only first this week. We got 20 guinea fowls delivered today, which, by the way, they're adorable. They're teeny, 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 and yeah. I think they're cuter than chicks. They are now they're so cuter. cute. Now they're yeah. cuter. Well, I, I don't Our chickens care. are getting big, though. They're huge, and they're getting almost to the awkward stage of not that. so cute. We all had that. We did. All I had that. that. I think I had it in about fifth grade. I think I'm still there. No, babe. I passed it. You're adorable. But um, we did have it. But I it's had funny. It in I was talking grade. to a guy at work uh, who who grew up in Virginia, and his he grew up on a farm. His dad was a farmer, big time farmer, and uh, he kind of strayed away from that. But uh, he was asking me how things were going on the farm and and whatnot, and I told him we had t- twenty guinea fowl. I said, oh, my dad had guinea fowl on the farm. And he goes, you know what you need to watch out for? Hawks. Mm-hmm. And we like, saw huh. a hawk this week, didn't we? And I, and I, once he said that, I thought, that's hilarious because you and I stepped out of the, of the coop and I saw the shadow fly in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and there was just one hawk circling, circling. our backyard. And I go, oh. You look, a hawk. Hands. It's so beautiful. beautiful. Let me take an Instagram oh, story of it. Look how Wait, they're Wait trying to kill all they our birds. They hear the chickens. They're just waiting for that one, two. hawk. It's going to come and get you. That's why we bought 20, because we're just going to lose like 10 yeah. straight I mean, away. So, but that's, I think, and, and I was talking to him about the hawk and everything, and he was laughing, and I go, that's why... You have to buy twenty guinea fowl because they're kind of like chicken decoys. Maybe, maybe they're the like hatchery the little just chicken knows. Decoy. They're like, like, well, if they buy twenty you know and they the lose hawks, five, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, and the hawks may be attracted to oh, guinea fowl. Yep, and they pick up that and like, oh, don't worry, just a guinea fowl. Because guineas us. are stupid too. I've heard they are a stupid bird. I have. I've heard What's that a they, smart bird. Well, I mm, parrot, canary. Uh, good point. I've heard that. The guinea fowl serves its purpose. It's loud. It gets taken. Yeah. Sacrifices, Sacrifices its life for health. the uh, yeah. The for greater the good. But that's our first this week. We got guinea fowl. So now we're going to have 37 full We've named our farm Kamikaze Farms. <laughs> Seriously. We're 
we're going to have 37 large birds running around. That's a lot of birds, my friend. Full I size. Think I think that's where the exercise comes in for the girls because they're going to have to corral chickens every day to get them back to said coop. Good luck, kids. God bless you. It's going to be great. I will laugh. I will sit on the balcony and laugh. Have there been any embarrassing moments this week? I don't feel like there has. <sighs> My life's an embarrassing moment, but <laughs> farm-wise... Our compost no. is looking like, amazing. That's the thing is that... I feel like I feel we... like we're trying... We're actually... Like, we're really getting our mind and hands and effort wrapped around this whole thing. We can... We can burn everything in our fire pit. I we've feel cleaned like out we've, our hay barn. We've our really though uh, our compost is looking good. I'm I feel like that's a I turned, turned a corner with, on I it. I know I need a I know I need the pitchfork. You do and I'm turning it with a shovel, which everyone says don't do, but I turned it with a shovel today. It's looking good. And it good. was steamy. Looks beautiful actually. It didn't smell. Mm-mm. All the I all the things that we've been reading about it it, it, you it have is been diligent it, with the compost yeah. bag. I'm so proud of you. I'm layering it like lasagna. Looks amazing. I'm I'm not turning it properly. I understand that <laughs> nature people. Um no, but, but it looks but really it, good. Yeah, I, I I jabbed my what's that they they call it the the shovel is it's got a spade? No, it's got a there's a name for it that it's the probably the worst thing to turn a compost pile with but i did it that's what because i need i need to turn it i needed to turn it today and i turned it and i flipped it over and i saw the steam come out i was like oh that's awesome and and the the soil looks amazing um i was pretty proud of that yeah moment we've been working hard yeah. saving every kitchen scrap sa- and, and, and and we're when we're saving it's i know i need a pitchfork and and old me would have just gone and bought one mm-hmm I don't think they prime pitchforks, but I probably would have primed it if they did. Mm-hmm. Actually, I might check on that. But um, I needed a pitchfork, but the old me would have just run down to the store, which is nice that they're far away-ish. Mm-hmm. California-wise, it's far away. Uh, and just bought whatever just to do it. But I actually did research on things, and and one I'd rather study things before going just to buy it yeah and so i turned it with a uh shovel yeah well you said that kind of plays into what you've been learning this week what what is it that you feel like is your takeaway this week my big takeaway is patience and the patience idea going into farming so this goes away from the chickens the chickens are fine they're doing their own thing it's we're preparing to start the farm we're preparing to start growing and what I've learned, prayerfully learned, uh, it's been a process since we started the idea of moving anywhere, uh, is to pray about it. And in that process of prayer, I've, I've found that what I've, I'm being taught, or at least what, I'm, what the Holy Spirit's telling me, is, is patience. Learn patience, because that's the most important thing. Laying foundations... Don't jumping. Don't jump into decisions. Don't jump into buying things because the 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 way I used to operate was just we need this. Let's go buy this. We need that. We go buy that. And then we don't really study or research what we're doing. We did it. We had a garden plot in in Long Beach, mm-hmm. and like a community one. We just wanted things to grow right away, and we wanted to have vegetables to bring home, and we wanted to eat 
salad that we grew. So we just went and bought a bunch of plants and planted, threw them in the ground and, and hope they'd grow. Mm-hmm. And we got nothing out of it. And part of it was the convenience of it all. It wasn't mm-hmm. very convenient. It wasn't like we killed all the plants, but we didn't really study how to grow. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm learning now is that we did it all wrong mm-hmm. or wrong in the sense of long-term cultivation of plants. We did it all wrong. And so what I'm being taught is patience in the sense of study, go for the long term. And so now I'm thinking of when we go to farm, I'm not just going to go dig a hole and throw a plant in it and watch it grow. And it could grow fine, Mm -hmm. but I'm not learning anything from that. And I'm not learning, I'm not, I'm not putting that plant in the ground for the long term. Mm -hmm. I got to start thinking about the long term. So I've been reading a lot about soil preparation and that is the foundation of a farm is the soil, the dirt Mm -hmm. and how you slowly and meticulously prepare your dirt and you take a long time to prepare the bed for the plant to go in and how you, you cautiously dig and do the double dig, which is Mm -hmm. the, is the old school way of doing double digs. It's not just tilling it. You double dig, you add compost and you, you layer it and and this this guy that i'm reading um it's this book john jevons john jevons uh this is uh, this is a farmer from from the 70s -hmm. who's talking about how to double dig and properly prepare he's saying if you properly prepare your soil you won't ever have to you will you will be more water efficient you'll feed your plants the proper nutrients and you won't ever have to really replace you you could build soil that would be nutrient full and ready for growing for 5,000 years kind of concept. And so I'm looking at that going, I need to prepare my farm for not just me, not just this next month, not just this season, Mm -hmm. but I need to prepare a farm for generations. And you were taking it, when you were explaining the concept to me, you were taking it further. So you were talking about this, how you read that and it didn't only resonate with you when it, pertain to the farm but also when it pertained to everything we're doing spiritually it resonates spiritually in the sense of uh a big part of of this move was the i gotta look at this move and the reason god brought us here i gotta look at this move as as the start of the soil Mm -hmm. now what am i doing here i have to think of everything that i'm doing here and concentrate on what does God need me to do? I need to prepare my soil. Mm-hmm. And the reason I prepare my soil here is because it's that image in the in that book mm-hmm. of the depth of roots. Right. So you look at a, a, a beet plant. The roots on a beet plant actually go down 10 feet. I Was had it no a idea. Beet or, it was yeah, beets. the carrots went down carrots like go down seven, eight, or eight feet. seven or eight feet. Yeah. I mean, that's feet underground. Mm-hmm. A healthy beet plant, a healthy carrot plant will the roots will extend 10, eight to 10 feet underground. And that's a long way down. But the reason that it can do that and it can operate that is because the top tier of the soil is taken care of and it can go reach. All the levels of the soil. All are, the levels. Yeah. You know, well, the, the, top, the top two feet are taken care of so well that the roots are able to go to the soil that's already ready for it to get there. Right. And so the top two layers, they're not ready. It's been on this earth for, for a long time. It's been messed up. It's been... It, it, it hasn't been properly taken care of. You take care of that top two layers, then it, then those roots can reach 
right. the soil that's not touched by right. this earth. And then it can just grow and flourish. Yeah. And the cool part about those roots, and you start looking at it has all these different plants and all the different roots and how far they go down. And the cool part is, is that you're thinking, okay, if, if I take care of the top two feet, mm-hmm. the plant will be very happy and it can grow to the bottom feet where that foundation is, that soil that's just waiting mm-hmm. with nutrients, with mm-hmm. nut, untapped nutrients that, that, that could feed that plant. And what will happen is that plant will then just be secure. It'll be happy and it can mm-hmm. start weathering storms. It could start weathering seasons. It can start weathering any event that can come up. And that translated into my life. Mm-hmm. I'm driving this morning praying down there. And I'm like, huh, that's an interesting way to think about life. I'm here in a new adventure with brand new soil. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of the soil. Right. I can't just start throwing plants into the ground and growing them and going, right. where's my reward, God? Where's my reward? Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want cucumbers tomorrow. Yeah. I want to, you know, and, and that's great. And you can, you can do that. And that's the problem for me is that I could get the instant reward with a cucumber tomorrow mm-hmm. if I really wanted it, but that plant will die. Yeah. It won't survive the right. season because it's not proper the soil is not properly taken care of right. so if i'm patient mm-hmm. and i properly take care of my soil mm-hmm. and i probably take care of your soil mm-hmm. then the roots of this family will be mm-hmm. strong yeah and the roots of our kids will grow and mm-hmm. they'll flourish and they'll be nourished because i took care of the soil which is the foundation and i think it's a reminder that Everybody wants this outcome for whatever their priorities are, whether it's their career or their family or their children, um, what have you. But you have to remember that you have to think with the end in mind. And it has to be a building on a solid foundation. You can't hope for this outcome without continually strengthening that base and that foundation. And I think about the things that have happened in the last couple of years and we've been trying to build a strong foundation for our kids. And when we moved here, that was a, that was weathering a storm. That was a big move. That was a hard thing for our kids, but they weathered it and we're here. And it reminds me that we were building on a strong solid foundation for our kids Mm -hmm. they were able to weather that storm but even more so now that we're here we need to continue building like you said layer by layer healthy good soil that's being constantly turned constantly um fed fed and provided for in order to constantly be healthy and it's not just i mean it's a total metaphor for our entire life and i think that that's why you know, you can find so many um, books and uh, passages in the Bible about nature and people speaking about the correlation between our spirituality and our relationship with the Lord and gardening because it's all so intertwined. I mean, yeah. the Lord, he created all of this yep. and there is, it's no accident that we learn so much about ourselves through communing with the earth and his creation. So when you shared that with me, it just made me think about when we grow weary of, I know for me as a homeschooling mom and as a mother and you as someone who's taking on this new adventure of taking care, you know, the probably the primary caregiver to our land. Um, it's all about building on a foundation. You can't just walk out and expect a farm to appear. It's no. about um, putting in the hard work and taking care of the foundation to be able to grow this thing 
that we hope to grow for ourselves, for our children, for our community, for mm-hmm. whatever God has us doing this for. And the important part that, so. that I learned from that is that when you allow those roots to get to that level of ground where they're that far down, they're 10, 8 feet down in the ground, they're touching nutrients that have never been touched, but they're the most fruitful for the plant. It's it's setting those roots, and that's the spiritual side of it, is that if you allow, if you take care of the foundation and you, before, you do it thoughtfully, you do it, you prepare for it, and you allow your root to grow that far down, you're going to mm-hmm. tap into nutrients, spiritually speaking, nutrients that you've never had before. Well, because Christ is the foundation period yeah, like but you go but you but you're able to go so much deeper than you've ever have in your life where mm-hmm. i felt a lot of my life has been surface mm-hmm. it's been that uh two feet deep uh not full nutrients but i'm getting some reward out of it and then i grow i i i have a fruitful season and i plan a lot of things and then i i pass off mm-hmm. and i go into a dormant state mm-hmm. and i don't provide or produce fruit Whereas you you properly take care of the soil, you can grow a root all the way down, tap into nutrients you've never had before, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're producing forever. Yeah, and that's what that was a big change for me. And it for those that don't you know aren't aren't seeking what we sought, this is still an analogy for them in their life. Like you were saying, yeah. it's take care of your topsoil, mm-hmm. take care of that foundation side of it cultivate the foundation make sure that that structure is strong and then your roots will grow down not up yeah. where people can see it they'll grow down yeah and that personally for every individual is going to be the most important thing because you'll be grounded well and how Christ. do you think that is for people like without going into a full-on like tutorial bible study but i mean i think it's just it comes down to making christ the center of your life in the ways that people might not see the nobody when they're looking at a beautiful garden, when they're looking at a beautiful farm, when you visit and you see the fruits of the labor of the farmer, you're never looking at the soil. And you you're don't know this could be the farm the past no. two years. Yeah, and it's you're not, always looking you're getting at great what, fruit from it, but yeah. it's not. It's not going to be there in two years. You're always looking at what the fruit is. You're always looking at the beautiful orchard. You're looking at the vegetables. You're looking at the pumpkin patch you went to and Mm -hmm. the, the strawberries and the, you know, blueberries and all of these beautiful, this farmer's market, you know, this, this bounty, but you're never looking at the soil because the soil is never what people see. And that's that's my biggest concern. What that's what matters is the constant day to day turning of the soil, which is the personal conviction to go deeper and pursue a relationship with Christ. Well, and that was the concern for my own life was that I wasn't going deep enough personally, like in the soil, no one sees it in your life. No one sees it. I felt that I wasn't going deep enough to get the most out of this life that I could get until I start realizing that I'm not properly taking care of my foundation. Right. And that's what I want. I want to be able to, like, you can have plenty of people that can provide great fruit mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going on underneath. It could have just been a tree that they bought from the nursery, dropped in the ground, and it produces right. great fruit. But the, the biggest thing that that book is telling me is that 
can produce for a season, but can it weather a storm? Right. A solid root can weather a storm. And the only way to get a solid root is to have a solid foundation. The only way to have a solid foundation is to take care of that soil so it can grow deeper. Right. And take your time Mm -hmm. to make sure that top is ready to allow those nutrients to come up which is like Christ coming up to grab you and then pull yeah. you in and, and work on your inside yeah. before you start producing. Right. And, and I don't feel... Which is what everybody wants, which is what we yeah, want. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and it's not like I'm... It's not like I couldn't talk to people and, and share spiritual things and have great spiritual conversations with things, but I, what I'm realizing is that I can do all of that, but I want to make sure that if I come across a storm... Mm-hmm. I can weather the storm at the same time. Right. And I don't know, like in life, you want to make sure that your roots are so deep that when you come across a trial or a tribulation that you can weather that storm because you know your roots are there and it's still feeding you nutrients even though it's it's winter outside and it's cold and you're not yeah. able to produce fruit. and You're in depression and you're in, right. you're in those dark places that, but you're, you're still being fed with the nutrients because your roots are so deep yeah. and they're so strong and there's, and the wind isn't going to blow you away right. into another land, you know, th- that type of thing. That's kind yeah. of spiritually, I'm bringing that back into the physical side of the farm. Yeah. And I think now when I go dig and I'm mm-hmm. digging a hole and I'm sweating and I'm getting bit by horse flies is that I'm okay with that because yeah. I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yes. And that's how people should feel about themselves. It, it, you don't have to be at a farm or do farm work for that you have to think about it like a farmer in the sense of spiritually you got to think of it like a farmer yeah i think that that's my takeaway no i moly what a what a (laughs) what a week there no but i think that that's important and i think there's going to be a lot of lessons we're going to learn uh in the future from this farm you always think that you're doing something for one reason and God always has you doing it for a completely different reason. So I think we are going into this move, you know, we've wanted to move for the past couple of years. This happened and we went into it somewhat blindly going, okay, we're, we're trusting in you, God, we're going to do this. And we had our ideas of what it was going to be and God's going to do something different. And I've already seen that. He's already showing different things. Um, providing different lessons and that's good and we need that because we make our plans and and God just he he has something different for us he has something better for us so I'm glad you shared that and to reference the book that Sean's talking about it is not a (laughs) it's not a biblical book at all um, but it is, um, a great book and we'll link to it in our show notes. It's called how to grow more vegetables <laughs> by John Jevons, I think is how you say his name, but it's very old, but he, it definitely uh, provided quite a bit of food for thought the, for us. Um, the, I mean, dare I say godfather, he's of, a, he's a pioneer organic, for sure of organic of, farming. Yeah. Before sustainability and organic farming was popular, he was talking about it yeah. for sure. Yeah. And his book is, it's in what the ninth edition now it started in 74. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And, and he did research on, uh, Companion 40, gardening. 40 years worth of, uh, study. Yeah. Of, of different farms. He's incredible. So it's a great it, book. It's a great book. And there's a reason why it's still in print and it's, and, and it's still, still selling out. And, and it still has language of, you know, 
very much so of uh, a farmer in in the in the set late seventies and yeah, 80s. the illustrations in it are my favorite. The yeah. farmer is wearing long sleeve uh, shirt, collared belts, shirt, yes, uh, loafers maybe, very penny loafers. No, <laughs> that would be city tuxedos. folk like us. He's in a tuxedo out there. It's pretty great though. We'll link to it. It's a great book. It's worth having if you're at all interested in, um, well any type of vegetable or flower. Well, he talk, he does talk about flowers too in companion gardening, but it's great. We'll link to it for sure. Um, what else, babe? Do we have anything else? I think I just killed everyone. You didn't that. kill everybody. That was great. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you know, it, the lifestyle that we are seeking to get is completely different. It's a shock when I tell people, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you have any experience with this? Do you know anyone out here? I'm still amazed with the response when I say no. Yeah. Born and raised in the, in the city and mm-hmm. no family out here. Um, it's still kind of shocking. Even yeah. a month later, uh, you know, talking to someone new today, it, yeah. it happened again where they're just amazed that mm-hmm. we're doing what we're doing. Um, for me, it's not feeling so amazing anymore. Um, I don't feel like we're doing anything spectacular. I kind of, I want a hundred acres now, even though I haven't started on the six. Right. Maybe we should start here. We should start yeah. here, but I'm just saying it, it's, <laughs> that's kind of where my mind is going is that, right. uh, I'm enjoying this so much that I yeah. want more. Yeah. And, and that's also a lesson. Yeah. Like slow down do what you can here, take care of what you can here. And this may be exactly where God needs you to be. That's kind of the point is, is the, it's not the contentment thing. Like be content with what you have. Like that, I, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. It's, it's, if you, if you're desiring more, pray for it. Yeah. It's all about, what, where do you, where does God need you to be? And I right. feel like God needs us to be here. I need yeah. to, I need to be mindful and, and prayerful of what I have and yeah. take care of that and go forward. And if, if a hundred acres is down the road, then I'll take care of that. Even though, you know, God knows the desires of your heart. Yeah. He knows what you can and can't do. And well, that's and interesting. I think we've heard from, it's surprising to me. Um, I don't, I don't think what we did was remarkable. Like you said, a lot of people, have said to us like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this and this is amazing and how. But did it not start out that way? How blessed to you? you are. Did not it? To me, it did. Um. It started out to me as kind of like, yeah, you're darn right. I'm doing something adventurous and remarkable. Well, once I got is, here, I'm like, well, adventurous maybe is not one so thing. Remarkable isn't because relocating isn't remarkable to me. Like people do it all the time. I think what people mean by that is, I don't think I could leave a comfortable situation for something that I think I might actually really like. And so one thing I would say is I'm coming across a lot of people who are saying as the more I share about the differences between city life and country life and what we're viewing as some of the really cool things we're experiencing is a lot of people. And I'm not saying like one or two people, but a lot of people saying this is something I've always wanted yeah. I'm dissatisfied with city life or I'm dissatisfied with big city life or I'm dissatisfied with the pressure cooker I'm in. I've always thought that moving to the country and having a farm or having some land would be nice. I'm surprised with how many people are actually saying that. And what I would encourage you to 
think about is, um, is to really pray about it. And while I know that moving is difficult and we did it, so it is, I understand that. Um, it's also difficult to stay in a place where you don't feel yourself and where you feel, where, you, where you're questioning maybe how comfortable you are. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable at all. And there's also everything right about being exactly where God has you. So if God has you in a place where you don't necessarily feel like it's your first choice, but it's there's where God reason. has you, you need to be there. Yep, there's a reason. But if you're just staying somewhere because it's comfortable, but you're seeing things you'd like to change, I would say pray about that and seek what the Lord may have for you. Um, because this isn't the most extraordinary thing in the entire world. There's plenty of places to move in all states that provide more of a, a, a country uh, farm feel that it could be, anything, could be an though. option for yeah. you. And, um, and yes, it, it, there are so many wonderful things about it that I didn't even realize could exist. Uh, and I didn't realize how much, um, stress and anxiety followed me living in a very compacted city, um, atmosphere. And I don't even know if people know how much that's impacting them living in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And perhaps, like I've said before many times, maybe that's simply my personality, but I don't think yeah. so because I have a lot of people living in a very similar situation to how we were living saying, I have felt like this for years. I'm stressed out. I, I don't want this lifestyle. I'm, I, I have a hard time. And, and, and then I have plenty of people who I know who flourish in the lifestyle we were living in. Everybody's different. But I would say if you're one of those people who feels not at home in that venue that lifestyle that you're in pray because the Lord knows that and the Lord knows your desires of your heart and for me it's been years that I've wanted to move for Sean it's only been what eight months something yeah not like very that. long for me it was years and see that what was happens when I but that was an answer see what happens when I start yeah look at you look at me but for me there was an answer for a long time nope you're God not going, to me. you're not going. And but, I had yeah. to be okay with that. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think a big thing is too, it's, um, you know, what I've learned from this experience is that you may not resonate with what we're talking about. Right. You may not. No. And I, like and, I said, there's and, plenty of people who a live year ago, I didn't. the way we live yeah. and they flourish. And I would look at them often and go, wait, why? And Are year, they doing so exactly. well here? And I don't feel like. Well, and that's I am. the thing for me is that a year ago I didn't resonate with this. I, it wasn't something that I was seeking out or anything like that. Um, but then the desire changed, and what I what I was thinking is that God works in ways that we don't understand. God works in powerful ways individually to where. Suddenly, I did want a diff- I wanted a change. I want. I I desired something different, and it's all about his timing. Like he mm-hmm. waited till I was ready. He waited till 
everything in, in his will was ready for me to feel that way. Because when I felt that way and we started going down that path, it happened very quickly and it was clearly God's timing to do it. Right. So I didn't need to feel that way or may, I may have never felt that way mm-hmm. until I prayed, Lord, what do you want me to do? Right. And suddenly the desire filled me to yeah. leave. Yeah. And that's weird to think that <clears throat> he can put that desire in you whenever. So yes. if you don't resonate with what we're doing or what we're saying, you may. Yeah. But it's the idea of if that pops into your mind, don't think it's crazy. Yeah. And you may feel it and God says, no, not right now, which he's done before with us in a lot of different ways where we've felt a a need to change and he has said no and we haven't. So this isn't always going to be an immediate change. And for us, it wasn't immediate. When it happened, it happened quickly, but it wasn't immediate. And... But I think I would, I would suggest or, you know, give advice to somebody who's feeling like, man, I, I gotta go, I gotta get out of here, or I want this change in any type of venue, There's something for not you. Yeah. just, you know, city to farm. Cause you know, that's not, it could be city thing. to city. Yeah. That's not the thing for everybody. This yeah. was the thing for us. It could just be us, a but, different city. But to just continue yeah. to pray and like we, like Sean mentioned earlier is dig the roots down deeper because answers will come that way yeah there's a meaning behind your feelings and why you're feeling that that may not the meaning may not be to move it may be to draw closer to the lord and have him and that's what this whole is about exactly have you be exactly where you're at but dependent on him and that's what's hard is because that's not what we usually our inclinations are to get out of a situation and go he may have you sit right where you're at but draw closer to him but that's just but hard if your for roots us. are deep enough and you're pulling in the right nutrients uh, whatever you're feeling is going to be grounded in what the will of, of God is going to be right for well you. it's all going to be his and, will and anyways it is <laughs> but that's but the most comfortable thing is that you're drawing from the right area to where you're comfortable with it as well yeah and if that if if that uh desire not the desire but if if what his will is saying is to stay where you're at your roots are strong yeah and you're going to survive whatever it is that you're going through and you're not going to feel where you want to be but you know that god wants you to be there because you're in tune with it you're going to be just fine yeah and that's the whole point of it for us it was a change it was we needed the change we needed to move we needed to to reestablish it. We need to be transplanted. But now it's going to start all over. We're going to start having to seek him for things here that we may go, oh, I don't know if I'm that comfortable with this change, but that's what he wants for me. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, right. And it's going to start all over here. But I'll feel Uh, more comfortable now because I feel that the situation that we're in now is because we needed to start the route somewhere else and, right. and now I got a chance I, it's feel like I feel like a, f- a fresh start well I still I feel think like it's I get a chance to 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 till the soil to to dig a little deeper and to plot my own my own garden you just here. putting in I the know, farming I'm metaphors I'm everywhere so, I'm so TSC right you now. are yeah. but I think that um it oh, I just totally lost my train of thought because you went all like well, you're killing a bug at the same time. I did. I think. Well, I thought it was maybe a tick, and I killed it with my cell phone. This thing is huge. There's lots of bugs here. God bless you, Apple. There were not. Apple's the tick killer. There were not bugs. Not like, like that. this in California. I'll I'll say though, 
I'm just going to say it. There wasn't a whole lot of humidity here this week. And there was a whole lot in California. So, yeah, all those we're, we're going to pay, we're gonna pay we for are gonna pay this the weekend. Pr- <laughs> we're going to pay for it this weekend and in the entire month of August. Yeah. But September, then we'll be laughing again. Right? They'll, well, yeah, because people are going to be. Well, we've never be, lived here. We don't know that. Well, I know it because I have friends who live here and they're like, yeah, mid-September to November, it's nice. You wear scarves where people are going to be like sweating and. I'm a, I'll pay the price. I'll pay the price. So uh, I guess what's going to be a bummer is that next week for our next recording, we're probably not going to have anything new. I'm trying to talk Sean into buying us a cow, so we have something oh, we new to talk. we were so t- close. <sighs> it was furniture, just so expensive. Cow, furniture, cow. I, I, I mean, we I mean, don't we have a dining a, room table. We need somewhere to eat, but I really want a dairy cow. Do we need to eat there? They're expensive, Sean. Those cows are expensive. Well, I, you know my opinion. I want a baby. I want a baby cow. Sean, what's a baby cow? I want to hug it. I want to hold it. I want to swaddle you it. You want to feed it with a bottle. I'm going to swaddle them. I'm going <laughs> to put them in a... Um, you were very good with the baby bassinet. burritos. Yeah, I could do baby burritos with the swaddling cloth. <laughs> you don't swaddle a cow. Not a, a swaddling calf. cloth. What, what were those things called? They were swaddling blankets? Yeah. You made our, you made our babies yeah. in a baby burrito so they couldn't move. You yeah. were really good at that. Yeah. I want to do that again. With, I want to do it with a cow. Do you want to do that again with a baby? Nope. Mm-mm. Baby cow. <laughs> that way I can just baby. send them to pasture. <laughs> I wish I could send my kids to pasture. Oh, you can. Just send them outside. No, they come back. All right. Well, I think we have and to wrap it up. they don't eat my grass. We've done... Gosh, we need them to eat the grass. The grass is yeah. getting long. We need some animals. Maybe by next week we'll have some animals. Maybe. Maybe. Well, thanks guys for tuning in for this episode. And the Q&A. The Q&A, we already did we the did Q&A. Oh we did the Q&A, the guinea fowl Q&A. You got all preachy, so you don't even remember what we talked Sorry. about at the beginning. I was dusting my my uh, podium before I got to you did did so my, good. my preach. Um, yeah, so that's it. If you guys um, want to follow along with us on Instagram, our handle is um, at... Let's follow Urban. along with you. Follow along with I me. Don't, I Why don't, don't you? I don't know what this Instagram is. Oh, please. Um, it's at Urban Farmette, or you can follow Hold on, I'm our, writing it down. <laughs> our blog, theurbanfarmette.com. We'll link to everything we talked about in the show notes, which is basically Sean's sermon and uh, the book, Ooh, How I like to the Sound of That. <laughs> I'll put it. <laughs> the How to Grow More Vegetables book, which is exceptional, and any um, gardener. Uh, slash farmer should have it it's a great little encyclopedia we love it um and that's about it anything else sean no i'm good all right guys we'll see you next week all right thanks for listening bye